Yeah, it's the first time I've actually been rugged like that. I've never seen that happen before. Not not to me, at least. Well, I've heard of it, but uh, just closed on me. Sorry, guys. I will give it a little bit of time and let everybody get back in here. Yeah, that's the first. Right? Did we did we get rugged? <laughs> I've never had that happen. Ruggedy da. <laughs> That's the first time that it's just completely shut down like that. I did see some issues going on um, with people's internets kind of across the world today. I wonder if that had something to do with it. We good? Uh, we good. We good. Um, I'm just posting the. I was about to post the link on the Clansyverse Discord. And yeah, probably just uh, Twitter didn't like all the alpha that was dropping. And uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry about that guys and we got everett coming up in about 10 minutes he's going to talk to us about his crazy running that he's been doing and the crazy run that he's got going on run swim and bike um okay sorry about that let's uh carry on go ahead misha uh is he your trainer is he working to uh when you're running or no uh, you guys work together he, he's too goggins mindseted to be my my trainer He'd kill me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, I've kind of thought about getting a, a, a trainer to help me train for like a, a half or a full marathon, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, you were saying you're trying to get a developer. It's been a little difficult. No, it's fun. It's not. It's like, it's like finding a right partner. It just takes time, and uh, I feel like lots of people are just starting out, like with no experience, or like I even like I <laughs> found a dude that was impersonating somebody else just to get the job. <laughs> yeah, people weird. <laughs> but, not surprised. It's also me, like you know, just going from interview to interview, like he, he's, he's becoming like a better interviewer, like very important. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm getting better at this. So good, good, good. Well, yep, we're trying to work on uh, getting our own coin out there. So we want to build it. We want to build it correctly. We got to get the right, the right people doing it. Um, let's see what other kind of updates we got for clumsy bears. Um, yeah, that's, that's it for that's today. It for today. Um, yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, let's hop into market watch and then we'll run some news real quick before we get Everett up here. Um, just looking at the market is pretty red. Um, if you got into those AI coins and then you took some profits, now they've pulled back. So if there's some of them that you believe in, not financial advice, but I'm seeing some levels that I wouldn't mind picking some up at. Um, but yeah, overall pretty red day when we look at the clumsy bear watch list we only have one in the green that's ocean protocol um on the 24 hour on the seven day we're still kicking butt on a lot of them um i wanted to check i saw gmt went to 130 at 47 cents rank 130 always got to keep an eye on that right without that coin it probably wouldn't be here today <laughs> oh man <laughs> <laughs> yep um, cool. You got any, any big headlines for us? No, not today. To be honest, today I'm a little bit unprepared. <laughs> uh, That's okay. I'll, I'll set you up. I'll set you up. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that you're taking uh, the lead today for sure. Uh, well, do you remember, what was it like two weeks ago when the SEC said they got some big announcement, uh, for crypto and, and it okay. was that Russian exchange. You remember that? Oh, they kind of... Yeah, what was that called? That Russian exchange? It was like, it was something ridiculous. Remember? The, you know what I'm talking about? Like we're laundering money or something? Uh, yeah, something. And the the SEC came out and made a big old deal about it. And they like did a press conference and all the crypto people were like, bro, what are you talking about? Well, the reason why I bring that up is because yeah. tomorrow the SEC will be doing another announcement. And right now, Brian Armstrong, who's the CEO of Coinbase, tweeted that he is hearing rumors that the SEC would like to get rid of crypto staking in the U.S. Um, so people are thinking 
that that's what the announcement's going to be tomorrow. But I want to remind you guys that they also felt like they needed to announce their announcement when they were shutting down that Russian exchange. Yeah, I got to find the name of that because I just remember it being like, but, uh, bro, I love staking. What do you mean? Like, I want to turn it down? I, <laughs> want to... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't care. Whatever. Take it away. <laughs> I mean, like, but they're going to do whatever they want to do. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to take everything away. They're going to take everything. Yeah, but, like, you can't stop um, me from staking on the blockchain through a wallet that isn't a centralized exchange. Like, there's just going to be ways around it, you know? Yeah. So, we... Did you buy any of those uh, Tesmor Tesmophorias? Tesmophorias, uh, the ruggedy rug Tesmophorias. No, no, I, I was looking at that man. Yet. it's too good to be true. <laughs> I'm glad we got Everett on today because I, I saw he tweeted and he picked up a few. Um, I picked up a few, a little bit higher, and then I saw last night that it was like announced as an official rug or something. Uh, um. Yeah, I, I mean, we talked about it yesterday, and I told you it just just looks too close to what D got and stuff, and I felt uncomfortable. Like you know, it just it felt like very much copy paste, and uh, but that's the thing. I didn't do any research; it was just a hunch. So maybe it could have been like a legit project in the end of the day. Yeah, but people said they didn't have any Twitter spaces. The founders were in docs, so like you know, there's like lots of uh, kind of red flags out there for this project. Yeah, yeah, don't invest big into something that doesn't have doxed founders. That's what I always kind of say, but I kind of was seeing it pop up everywhere, and I was like, hey, I'll throw you know a hundred bucks at it and see what happens. Well, whoops! <laughs> but yesterday, I saw like the floor go to like point three or something, and I was like, I'm just gonna grab two, and I grabbed two, and now the floor is. 0.75 i don't know why uh i think maybe there was some news that the, someone's gonna derug it i'm i don't really know how that that's why it's and derug i still i still have like i'm still butthurt about uh uh fluffs like rocking and then <laughs> telling it was a joke yeah <laughs> so um by the way do you, i just i just read this news that uh D gods and Fadji Pingwings gonna make a party at uh, a NFT Paris event at uh, NFT Paris conference. So uh, if you're a holder of uh, D gods or Fadji Penguins, you, you, you should definitely come to Paris on February 24th. <laughs> I, I attached the news to the top. You can check it out. Oh, nice. I see it. Uh, yeah, well, that just makes me jealous. You know, yeah. uh, I, I almost bought. This is off subject, but uh, I almost bought, or I've been thinking about buying one of those Bitcoin ATMs, you know, and stashing it somewhere. Yeah. And that company just went uh, filed for bankruptcy. The company yeah. that makes those. <laughs> On some things, it's better just to stall <laughs> until. <laughs> so, yeah. What else is there? What? What else is there? Is there any other interesting news? Oh, Solana did some um, partnership or something with Brave. I saw that. Brave? What is Brave? The browser. Oh. You don't use it? No, I don't. Uh, is it, I can, figured you would use it. It's like a, I think it's, I don't know if it's on blockchain, but it's a private browser. Oh, they yeah. They have the Brave token. Yeah, Brave Pride Brother with a lion logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, I okay, should let me download that stuff. My, I have like 500 limit, um, 500 book. Oh my God, sorry. Oh, 500 I 500 limit on the Safari. And it's just, I, I keep trying to close the windows, but I every time hit this limit. I don't know why. Wait, you I have, wait, 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 wait. At all. wait, wait, wait. You have 500 tabs open? Yeah, bro. <laughs> What the fuck, dude? That's not good. <laughs> you need... I mean, they're not even open. When you go back to old tabs, it just loads again. You know, it's not even in the cache <laughs> or anything. And I don't know why they just can't add like another 500 tabs for me. <laughs> wow, man. I just bookmark it and then I'd never go back to it. Like, like I was cleaning up the other day 
and cleaning up like my crypto wallets and stuff. And I like was popping up to old like phantom wallets from two years ago and harmony and all these crazy things. And you know, pennies in there, the harmony one actually had, you know, a good amount. All right. Let's, uh, you got anything else before we get Everett up here? No, let's bring Everett. Uh, I'm psyched to hear about his, uh, journeys and uh, runs and marathons and like crazy adventures <laughs> yeah yeah me too all right we're getting them connected um as far as i know as far as i know everett is the only human to run a sub four minute mile and complete a hundred mile run in less than 19 hours everett are you the only human to do that jam 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 <laughs> Um, to my knowledge yes there's not a lot there's not like a database on ultra marathons like there is track and field where you can find every single person who's ever run a sub four mile and like no one would know that i've run 100 miles in a day just because i did it on my own and shot a documentary i guess for proof and had the strava but to my understanding yes and i'm the first ultraman athlete who's run a sub four mile so we found that one out. Oh, that's tight. Okay, that's that's a little more a little more concrete then, huh? Yeah, man. We had the pre-race briefing today. Met all the athletes, and they threw that stat out there. I thought it was pretty cool. Sick. Uh, how many people have ran a sub four mile? I think the overall number is about around two thousand. Um, a lot of Africans don't run the mile because. The track race outdoors is 1,500 meters. It's the metric mile. Um, so it would be way more if it was if the event was the mile. It's more of just like a, I see. more of an indoor track road racing kind of thing. Uh, but I was the 565th American to do it. And Whoa. now I think the number is probably around 650 because, man, running as a sport, the new shoe technology, the new coaching methods, training methods – um just the explosion of a sport itself it's getting way more competitive i think the roger banister effect where i don't know if you know this story he was the first guy. somebody did it or something and then yeah yeah go ahead yeah no he everyone thought it was impossible to break four minutes in the mile and then he did it and then a week later like someone else did it and then two weeks later three other guys did it and like when i broke four in the mile in the ncaa i think there were about uh 14 or 15 guys who did it and this year already there's been 60 ncaa athletes who have broken four so it is whoa yeah and the um the database that keeps track of all the american milers so you know like which number you are they actually said two days ago they're done tracking it because the new shoe technology uh is making it too common and too many people are doing it is there any shoes that you're not allowed to wear in the NCAA when you're running for that? Um, well, no. I mean, I'm sure if you're wearing like trampoline moon shoes or stilts, obviously <laughs> that's going to get, that's going to be not allowed. The, there are shoes that are banned in competition that have to do with the stack height. So that's like the uh, distance from your heel to the ground. I think it's like over 42 millimeters. You're not allowed to use the shoes. Uh, but that's more for like it, marathons and half marathons because, yeah, it feels like you're running on a trampoline. So, so the carbon carbon fiber plated sneakers or whatever you can you can wear those running the mile. Yeah, that's all good to go. Right on. So tell us about uh tell us about what you got going on this weekend, man. It's this weekend, right? It's tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow rest and relaxation now until the race uh still a little bit sick i had the flu bad this past week and i haven't exercised in like a week but you know i already paid five grand for this trip itself so we're sending it we're still showing up to race it is a race so you know my competitive spirit is itching and you know we're not just going for completion i want to win the thing um but yeah, oh, yeah, tomorrow morning, 5.30 a.m., we show up at the lake, 10K swim, followed by a 91-mile bike. Um, the, the lake is freaking freezing, bro. I'm a little nervous about that really? one. Yeah, last year. Down there in Florida? Yeah, Central Florida. The water temperature is like 63, 64 degrees. Um, 
the last year, so it was 53 degrees, really cold. Some people got hypothermia. I had to go to the hospital. But the guy who oh, the guy who won the swim distance did it in a speedo, but he was like a former Olympian. Wow. <laughs> so you is that wetsuit water for you? Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm sleeveless wetsuit to have a little more range of motion in my shoulders. Uh, a lot of people have thermal caps, thermal booties, thermal gloves. Um, but I'm just going sleeveless wetsuit and double swim cap and sending it right when I get in the water. I want to, my target is three hours. So that's about 30 minutes per mile swimming a little less because there's the extra point two at the end. Three hours of, of straight swimming. Yeah. And my dad's going to be in the kayak, uh, leading me the whole way. You have to have a, a crew. Um, Oh my God, dude. So like. <laughs> You get in the water and you're in this big ass lake and you basically make a triangle. There's buoys you have to go around, um, and you know swimming you burn so many calories in the water because of, like the heat transfer or something. Um, so every hour he's gonna tap me on the head and hand me a water bottle full of electrolytes and carbs and sodium. Gonna down that and then keep trucking along. Damn. Um... I know Misha's got to get out of here in a couple minutes. Misha, do you do you got any questions for Everett? No, I'm I'm just uh, <laughs> I'm amazed how how like the training ethic and uh, the results that Everett's getting from his races. That's just amazing. And yeah, I'll, I'll just keep listening. Uh, I'm not gonna dip. Uh, I want I want to hear all the details. <laughs> Appreciate it. No, it's crazy, man. Like coming to a race like this you show up at the pre-race briefing and you kind of see them around town. It's like you put all these people that are so strict about their training and so, you know, screwed up in the head that they want to go to a three race, 320 mile race. It's, it's kind of, it's like a lot of energy in the room where it's like you take the, I don't know, top 5% endurance athletes across the world and put them in the same room and you get this like extra kind of eerie energy where, it's like it's hard to explain, but it's it's a weird feeling seeing all these insanely fit people that just look like you know a rat skeleton wrapped in a condom. They're like zero percent body fat. Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, so back back to the the swim part. Are you are you like doing the same stroke for the whole time, or are you gonna like rest on your back every once in a while, or like? Cause that just seems like three hours. Like that's so long. Nah, man. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm racing it. You know, I'm not, I'm not here for a participation trophy. We're going freestyle the whole entire way. Um, Someone said today at the pre-race briefing, they're going to do breaststroke, but freestyles the quickest one. And yeah, we're, we get in the water and then we do freestyle for three hours. Um, You know, focus on the stroke, keeping the hips up on the water. And yeah, it's, it's hard but it's simple you know my my mindset going is in is you get in the water you do freestyle follow the kayak until you know get back to the land it's that easy it's not easy but it's that simple (laughs) simple yeah i like that um i'm guessing you just kind of turn your brain off then huh because you don't have any music in the water yeah no no technology allowed in the race uh oh in the in the race at all uh correct um you can't what about a watch uh well you can have you can have a watch but you can't have headphones or a phone or anything because it's kind of like a safety hazard um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah man just uh trucking along you don't really get bored at all you know you're so focused on the task at hand and it is just, you know, one stroke after another, but yeah, it's, it's what it is. Three hours freestyle swimming. So is that the hardest part for you? The swimming? Nah, man. I mean, the, the swimming is actually one of my stronger things and it's only three hours. So if you look at the whole race as a whole, it's like, you know, around a 30 hour race. So the swimming is just 10%. But the biking is, you know, 272 miles. So that is about, you Goodness. know, 14 to 20 hours of the race. And that's my weakest discipline of the three. Um, so the, like, and, I, and I had a lot of trouble on the bike in my first Ironman, my only Ironman. 
Yeah. Now, didn't you didn't you say that you had to get off the bike and sit down for a little bit or something? Yeah, my my fueling was so poor. I was such an amateur. I had no time in the saddle really in the training. I've done a couple hundred mile rides um, now training for this one, but I had some really bad lower back problems. The back of my neck was burning. Um, but you know, we're coming prepared this time. I have a, a crew vehicle that follows me the whole way. And anytime I need them, I get my calories in electrolytes, sodium, water. Uh, and it's not going to be easy, but I feel a lot, a lot more prepared and I know what to expect. Right on. Do you have to have that crew with you? Is that a requirement? It is. There's actually a lot of administration, um, that you have to take care of. You know, we had to get here on Mm -hmm. Tuesday for the race to have race briefings, bike check, crew check in. And it's my fiance and my dad that are, um, coming with me and we're, we're taking my Tahoe and we've got a cooler, (laughs) we've got an ice chest, We've got some plastic drawers full of Advil, um, Tylenol, some uh, Biofreeze that is basically muscle numbing cream, uh, lots of sugar, some Sprite, candy, Stroopwafels, potato chips, sandwiches. (laughs) I spent $550 at Walmart yesterday getting uh, equipment. (laughs) Yeah, this is... You said he spent what five grand total on the on the race. So, yeah, when you add it all up, you know you got to get. Well, you don't have to get new bike tires, but I got new bike tires. Uh, you know, rode in the car twelve hours. That's about four tanks of gas nowadays. And nowadays in Joe Biden's America, that's about you know <laughs> six hundred dollars. No, I'm just playing. You know, it ain't cheap. Gas prices it ain't everywhere. Cheap. <laughs> um, but yeah, Airbnb for a week. It all it all adds up. The race itself is about two grand. Um, food while you're here because we don't really have much of a kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. I'm I'm seeking employment because I love doing these races, but they ain't cheap. Racing ain't free. Yeah, yeah. Um, so thirty hours. Do you have a time you're aiming for? I mean, I know you're you're racing it and you want to, you know, get in the best place you can. But do you have an idea? Yeah, I want to I wanna actually do around 24 hours. Three hours for the swim would be awesome, and seven hours for the double marathon would be awesome. That'd be eight-minute pace with all the stops and everything. And then for the bike, kind of, let's think, it's 260 miles, so 20 miles an hour would be 13 hours, probably around 15 to 16 hours for the whole bike. So, so, so 16 just- plus 3 would be 19 plus 6 would be about 25 hours. So just just so I make sure I have this right, you you start with your six point two miles of swimming, and then you go to two hundred sixty two miles of biking, and then to your fifty two miles of running. No, so it's actually like a three day stage race, and the first day is the ten k swim, and then you do a ninety one mile bike after that. Uh, then you go home, eat whatever you can, go straight to sleep. And then you wake up the next morning, oh. you wake up Saturday, you have a 172 mile bike around central Florida. That's the only thing for that day. That'll probably be, you know, around 10 hours. Same thing. Go home, sleep, get a massage, uh, eat as much as you possibly can. And then Sunday, the last stage is double marathon. Oh, okay. That's tight. Okay. So you got a little bit of time to to repair and get your mind right so you could be really really pushing it yeah i think if it was all straight through um there'd be some fatalities out there (laughs) yeah i thought i was reading something wrong there um but the double marathon you said is all in one day yeah that's the that's the last stage and that's when i'm that's when i'm going full goggins mode and looking to take souls and you know one of the cool things Mm. about it is you there's a leaderboard and you can see at the end of every day so by the time sunday comes around i'm gonna know exactly what i need to do to place where i want to place you know assuming the other runners don't explode um and you know if i'm if i'm in contention for the win or a top three finish come sunday and it's going to take a six hour marathon to do that i'm running the first marathon in three hours 
<laughs> bro. I love it. I love it. Dude, that is cooking though. What what's that pace? Uh three hour marathon, seven minute pace, three and a half mar- three and a half hour marathons, eight minute pace. So right now what I'm thinking my target is is gonna be seven hours, uh, which would be one of the quickest on the day, if not the quickest. Um, but we're gonna see how I'm feeling after six miles of swimming and two hundred and seventy miles of biking. Okay, are you gonna uh put updates on Twitter? Are you gonna wait until until it's all over. Uh, I'll, I'll probably do a end of the day update on Twitter. Just let everyone know how it's going. But all the during the race updates are going to go on West Fly Athletics Instagram. Oh, okay. Okay, cool, cool. Because, yeah, we followed that during, uh, I think, the 100-mile. The yeah, man. That you did. That's cool. But we've been taking L's on L's this week. So I'm looking to take a dub uh this weekend you know we had the the tesmophoria rug which i'm still hodling um yeah in hopes of a d rug i had the flu Possible. i had the flu from friday to monday this week where i was basically in my bed the whole time and if i and i told myself if i wake up on tuesday and i'm not feeling better uh i'm just not gonna do the race um i'm still not feeling you know 100 percent, but we're still gonna send it uh and yeah, Traders Anonymous getting attacked like crazy. I'm a fan of Luke Trades, uh, so I wouldn't, hey. I wouldn't necessarily call that one an L. But I, I picked uh, up a couple of uh, trading tickets, picked up five of them. So at an average of about 2.6 soul, a little under mint price. But I respect the man's hustle. Shout out Luke Trades. And yeah, let's, let's go get some dubs. Out. Shout out Luke Trades. Yeah, he's he's been killing it. And then everyone wanted to kill him because he he wanted to charge a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter turned on I respect him. it. You know, I respect the hustle. Yeah. Um, I understand all the hate. I think a lot of it is a little bit of jealousy because, you know, he kind of came out of, of nowhere. And now he's raising – I think he, I think the whitelist has done, like, almost under 1,000 uh, mints. So that's, what, 3,000 soul? Um, and they think he's just a scam artist and, you know, looking to sail off into the sunset. But I think he's just building kind of like you guys are doing with clumsy bears. And I feel like if you don't like it, then don't buy it. And if Mm -hmm. you do, then great. Let's see what happens. Don't, don't spend any money that you aren't willing to lose or understand there's risk involved. And yeah, I, I respect what the man's doing. Yeah. Me too. It's crazy, man. Everyone, People are so hostile on Twitter and especially crypto Twitter. And I really feel like <laughs> I really feel like if they didn't have uh you know, JPEG PFPs, that they wouldn't be quite as uh cruel. <laughs> you know, you're somebody that's been an advocate for uh what what did you what did you call it? Like web three MMA or something like yeah, that. Web three fighting. <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be tight? Did you see that they're they're doing like a real world type thing uh, with like Web three influencers? Is it a uh, is it a combat event? <laughs> it it probably will end up being like that, but no, it's like like a reality TV show where they go down to a house in L A or something like that. Bro, where do I apply? Except I I don't really I don't think I really fall into the category <laughs> of. Uh, crypto twitter quite as much although i do love it i spend a lot of time there but i don't have the uh the jpeg pfp yeah i mean dude some people spend all day like you you can't keep up with some people it's crazy well everett uh thanks for coming on dude i wish you i wish you luck you don't need it but uh have fun and kill it out there, dude. I appreciate it. I got. I actually got some questions for you. I've been seeing the clumsy bears all over the place, and I've been waiting to, you know, try and mint one or buy one or uh, however it works. Is it going to be on more? And what's like the uh, what's the vision with clumsy bears? I know it's you and Misha kind of starting the project, but I seen you've been getting into trading a lot lately, and uh, the art looks great. But what's the uh, what's the vision of the brand and the project and what are you guys kind of working on now i know you mentioned a token but yeah talk about that a little yeah yeah so we're hoping to launch on more we haven't got 
officially accepted, although we're, you know, we've had our meetings and <laughs> me and Misha are pretty confident we'll get accepted, but we haven't got the official acceptance yet. Um, that will be minting at the end of February, uh, unless something changes, but, but that's the plan to mint at the end of February. And yeah, with, with my part, with the trades, what we're going to try to try to do is something kind of similar to what Luke trades is doing and having an alpha channel for the clumsy bear holders. And, um, pretty much there, like you're just going to get all the research that I've been doing. Cause I spend some days I'll spend just hours researching a couple projects. And that's how I found those AI coins is just spending a lot of time researching. So we'll be sharing like knowledge and, and trades and stuff like that, not financial advice. Um, and it won't be like short-term type trades like you see TJ doing and, and kind of loop trades is more short-term, but more like long-term stable projects that we see that are really small that are going to be a lot bigger. And then we're also going to do, well, I'll let, I'll let Misha talk about the other stuff as a yeah. big consumer brand. <laughs> yeah, I guess that that's like the main vision that uh, we're just going to start with the NFT collection, with the PFP and NFT collection. But the end goal is just to build a Web3 brand and uh, do many more things than just uh, uh, just NFTs. Uh, we're really trying to turn hard to get like uh, co-branded products going. We're, we're working on different partnerships and uh, we're also going to make like a big emphasis on merch. We're going to release some of the like uh, limited edition uh, collections for holders and for everyone to uh, participate and uh, buy. And uh, yeah, Katrin uh, mentioned a token, but it's, it's not 100%. <laughs> it's not 100% our plan yet. So, but we're working on something to incentivize participation and uh, to reward our um, like the most loyal users even before we're going to mint. So uh, we're working on some cool stuff. Do you guys have to uh, deploy a lot of capital to kind of get this thing off the ground running? Like who made the art? And is this is this all y'all sweat equity putting this together? Or um, are you guys bringing people on board? I know you say you're looking for a developer, but I'm kind of wondering what goes what goes on behind the scenes of kind of creating your own project. Yeah, we're bootstrapping here. We're using our own funds. And uh, the only unpaid uh, members is like Katrin and uh, Rakuna, our community manager. So, but everybody else, we need to pay and like out of, out of pocket, basically. And uh, it's not it's not that much, but, you know, it's it's taking up. Like as, as the development progresses, especially with the web to develop on board, I think we're going to, you know, spend much more. Uh, but um you know, we, we see it, it is as like a long-term project. So to be honest, if you if you look long-term, it doesn't really that matter. It doesn't doesn't look that much. Yeah, I mean, I know from starting Westfly, it's kind of like a Web2 brand, my own community and uh, supporters that rock with me. Like, you you got to funnel in a lot of money before you start to see a profit. Like, I'm, I'm over three years uh, in the in the game of owning a brand and I'm still quite far in the hole. We needed to do a Westfly clumsy bears collab. Dude, that's what like, I was like thinking. Like a track, a track suit or something, bro. That's what I was thinking. And, uh, Oh, we could do like the little, uh, bear fur with a Westfly logo on it. But if you guys, yeah. if you guys want any, uh, help or advice on, um, getting a lot of super, super quality custom merch on the low, um, you know, same manufacturers as, as uh, Lululemon and Nike. I know all the places for that. You just need a good graphic designer to send the um, send the designs over to the manufacturer. Hell yeah, yeah, for sure. We need to talk about it uh, privately. <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's, it's been a lot of work, but it's. Uh, I think we're having a good time, and we. I mean, Misha's on top of things like crazy. Um, you know, I try to give him as much credit as possible. This was mostly his idea. Uh, but yeah, man, we, we go hard. We meet every day at noon and try to try to set goals and we're getting after it. We're just waiting to be officially accepted, hopefully today or tomorrow. What are you thinking for the uh, mint price? Uh, have we announced that yet? Misha? No, we're not. We have a range. I think it's going to be somewhere be like between like $25 and $35 uh, to the like GMT equivalent. Um, so it should be pretty accessible to everyone. It's, uh, it's pretty much average for the season one 
projects around that range. Yeah, shoot. I hey, forgot it would be in go. GMT because it's on more. That's that's hype. RIP Stepin Ambassadorship. It it was a uh, oh. it was a good run, but I think it's time for me to move on. About that, are you gonna are you gonna rock any stepping gear during your your race? Because I know you have in the in the past. Yeah, bro, I'm I'm rocking the stepping kit. It's gonna be my uh, <laughs> my farewell. Yeah. Paying respects to the old stepping fine Satoshi lab. Uh, no hard feelings. I don't need to have one of those big dramatic uh, breakaways where <laughs> I'm uh, I'm saying I didn't see you doing they that. Censored my speech and uh all this crap nah none of that for me just um you're a pro you're a pro yeah i'm a professional and i i don't uh use stepping as much anymore because when i go on you know a 20 30 mile run i I don't want to bring my phone and i'm a little broke boy so i had to sell all my shoes or burn them trying to get a rainbow and uh yeah man just focusing on performance right now and no no more making content stepping related that was the main thing is like I didn't really have much to say about what was going on in the ecosystem and I didn't want to, you know, force something just for the sake of doing it. So I, I talked with Beth and I was just like, Hey, um, probably best. We peacefully mutually, um, you know, stop working together. That's respectful, man. I appreciate that. Also, that's the way to do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I actually coach people, not, not pitching you any business right now, but, um, I'm not. I'm not a hard ass goggin. You know, <laughs> wake up at four a.m. I knew you'd path. like that. You need to run twenty miles, and if you don't, you're a bitch. Uh, <laughs> if you want to learn how to structure your week running wise and stay healthy, and you got some big goals, you want to do a marathon, half marathon, get a little faster. Hit my line, bro. Happy to help. I appreciate that, man. Got, I'll keep. I'll keep that in mind for you sure. Gotta start doing some tempo runs, some speed workouts, and get a good long run in because. Seems like you just wake up one day and say, "Okay, I'm about to run the longest I've ever ran. Let's go." <laughs> well, you see, yeah, that's correct. But like mentally, it's really difficult for me to just go out there and run. Like I have to like say, "Okay, this is my fastest 10k. I'm going to beat it by a couple seconds or I'm going to go do this long distance." You know what I mean? Like I can't just for the first time this year, I think it was 2 days ago, I ran a 10 K like just jogging without looking at the time. Cause it's like, I don't know, man, mentally I have to be like racing against something or like my mind just wanders too much and it gets, I don't know. You know how it is, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think for like, from a performance standpoint though, you should like maybe put a, a day on the calendar when you want to run your fastest 10 K or fastest half marathon. So let's say you want to run your fastest half marathon let's say we'll give ourselves eight weeks to train for it. And then each, each week in training, you do a tempo run, a speed workout, a long run, all easy mileage in between. And you can still set personal records in your training. You know, you can set a record for your fastest tempo or whatnot, but yeah, I know, I know what you're saying by, you got to have something like some sort of extra external motivation, uh, Mm -hmm. pushing you to get you through the actual run. Yeah, right on, dude. Yeah, I think uh, I mean I've really come to like running. That's for sure. So I definitely see um, getting more serious with it down the road. It's got to warm up a bit up here though first. <laughs> yeah, the old uh, the old Portland. That was a pretty sick running spot we did for the uh, Portland meetup though. Yeah, yeah, man. That's what I I remember. I saw you guys like crushing the loop, and uh, that's what I run now. And I'm like, I remember when you guys were up here, like I. I mean, even in like winter, I was not running that loop. And now I just, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go smash the loop real quick. <laughs> yeah, man. Just, I, I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you get a stress fracture and, you know, have to be sidelined for 12 weeks. Yeah. That's what, uh, you know, I talked to Chris a lot and he's always like, after I do a big run on Strava, he'll hit me up and be like, Hey, that's great. And all, but you don't want to get injured, you know, aches and pains are okay, but don't get injured. And he kind of, he kind of tells me like what you're saying. You know, like if I just wake up and keep doing that, eventually I might get hurt or something. So, yeah, shout out Chris. That's something I love. That guy helps me so much with this kind of stuff, and he's done so much from it. He's actually the reason I even got into the race. But shout out Chris. He does so much uh, help for me just with nothing in return just because he wants to. And he's a savage himself. He he got 15th place at 
Rocky Raccoon 100 miler. So he's killing it. He's a he's a great contact to have for running and everything related. Yeah, yeah, he's great. When we were in New York, like people were coming up to him, like you know, like they they knew him, right? They knew him. He's just he's a beast. Is there anybody in in your race that you uh, any big names or people that you know about or that you're excited to you know shake hands with or anything? Um, no, no one I know. I really don't know many people in this kind of world. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty, you're just getting. Yeah, in. I'm new, four months into the ultra endurance scene, but um there's a lot of indians there's like eight guys that came from india that are doing it which was a bit surprising i think they have a big ultra endurance scene over there and um Hmm. shoot what was i gonna say oh there's a blind guy doing it which is crazy yeah he's he's kind of like on this little leash setup and he has a leader the whole way he's done ultraman like six times but I mean, that's inspiring in itself. That's badass. Yeah, he's. I mean, he he's full on blind too. Like, he's not like you know sixteen twenty vision. He's blind blind. Um, so I'm like, wow, I, that's inspiring. <laughs> I gotta finish this. There's a blind guy in the race doing this. <laughs> I ain't blind, so let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Do you do you think you ever? Whenever I think of Goggins, you know, like he's got all these great races, but I think about him like doing the like running through the mountain during like ranger school. And, and, and Chris told me some pretty cool stories of like, he did some run in Hawaii that was like through the jungle. You, you think you're ever going to do something like a hundred miler, like through a, through a forest or a jungle or like through the snow or something like that? Yeah. So I think after this Ultraman, I'm going to set my targets on a summer full of ultra running, trying to get tickets to the biggest, most prestigious races in the world, because you have to qualify for those and, get a a full resume to even be considered um but i you know some of the some of the top tier races i want to do are badwater 135 that's 135 miles in death valley and then towards the end of the race last 35 miles is over a mountain moab 242 it's 242 mile foot race through moab you go over three different mountains Uh, i want to do the the antarctica ultra i think it's 135 miles self-supported you pull a sled um, so Whoa. that's, that's deserts and uh, deserts and trails and mountains. Um, UTMB that's ultra trail to Mont Blanc. That's in, uh, Switzerland, France, and Italy over the Alps. It's a hundred miler. Um, so yeah, man, ultra running and mountain running kind of go hand in hand. It's not much, you know, flat courses and whatnot. Uh, oh, okay. so that's why I'm setting my targets on too. There's the ride across America. 3,100 miles about, uh, on a bike. That's a huge, huge accomplishment for a lot of people for anyone, but that's like what they focus on. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking for the next adventure. Put me out of, outside of my comfort zone, make me a little scared. I like going into races, not knowing if I'm going to be able to finish it. It adds some mystique to it, some excitement. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah bro, I'm never going to stop, but I need to, uh, I need to channel a little inner David Goggins with, getting a job and getting up at 4 a.m. and doing my 20-mile long run before work and then going to work. Because <laughs> right now, I'm pretty much just training full-time. But, you know, I'm getting married. I got a little doggo. Uh, we got to start making some bread. GSC, I hear GSC that, ain't at $9 anymore. <laughs> no, we ain't running for 100 bucks a day anymore. I mean, uh, 100 bucks, shoot, 1500 bucks. I think, was probably my yeah. today. <laughs> man that was that was nuts um well i got one more question that i was gonna ask earlier and i just remembered it you, you said like a bunch like you were seeing all the people around town and at, at the meeting and stuff that were doing this this race tomorrow um do you see any big guys or are they all like pretty skinny fit guys because remember goggins like he always stood out because he was you know doing the pull-up records while running you know moab and whatever um no no not too many people with a lot of muscle or really any body fat but surprisingly there are like a good bit of you know 50 60 year olds there's four women in the race i think one of them's 59 um wow yeah there's there's lots of people uh i'm the youngest person me and another guy 24 years old we're the youngest people to ever have completed ultraman if we do you know that's knock on wood um but yeah really yeah. The, uh, what's what's the youngest before you guys? 24 is the youngest there's ever been. So I guess we're tied for youngest. 
Oh, okay, okay. But I, I'm just amazed. That's badass. That, I'm just amazed that you know, people who look like they could be my grandparents are doing this. Well, I'm guessing it's more about. I mean, obviously, you got to get there physically, but it's probably the men, the mentals that keep the young people out. Yeah, and just developing that cardiovascular system where you know we're it's a super super old person sport kind of like a midlife crisis sport where you know they get to their when they're 30 years old and they need to find like that. something to give them a thrill uh I like that but it takes you know i was lucky to run for five years in college but it takes years on years on years of consistent training just to have the um ability in your cardio system to you know go for three days throw pace out the window just be able to move for 30 hours over a three-day period is it takes a while to develop that yeah man i mean like the half marathon i did for two and a half hours like i'm just like how could anybody run a full marathon you know what i mean like yeah it takes definitely would take some time to build up doing anything that long yeah and that's like one of my favorite parts about getting into this sport right after college and I didn't really lose much fitness from my track days. Is like I feel like I'm at such an incredible advantage to get such a stacked up resume and have some really good performances because like I'm starting on this journey when I'm 24. So you know there's six year olds in it. So that's going to give me 36 years to build the the aerobic base. And shoot, I mean I I would go for a 300 plus mile running race straight through if if it existed. After Moab 242, the race director started wondering, okay, what's next? <laughs> it's, it's really crazy what the, human species no. has been, uh, what the human species has been accomplishing, especially in the last decade in terms of, like, physical fitness. They, they set a record for the longest continuous run this year. I think it was, like, 370 miles or something. The guy stayed awake for, like, 92 hours, an Australian. Oh my! Was he on a treadmill or outside or what? I don't know. I just I just remember seeing the result and I was like, "Holy!" Dude. And the thing is, like, people—it's like the Roger Bannister effect. People see that and they're like, "Okay, well, what's what's next?" He he can do it, so he proves it's possible. Wow, that's good. Yeah, man, I can't wait to. I'm gonna follow you. You know, even if even if uh, you know we go separate ways in the in in crypto and whatnot. Uh, I'm gonna follow you forever, man. I can't wait to see see how far you take this, bro. We ain't going separate ways. I'm copping as many clumsy bears as I can. I might sell my bike. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't do that, man. You need that bike, but you also don't, need a couple clumsy bears. You got that right, me, bro. Bring some value <laughs> to the holders, and then I can buy four more bikes once you uh, drive that floor price up. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. That's the tokenomic talk we need. <laughs> Yeah, baby. Maybe we need to get you on as an advisor. Bro, sign me <laughs> up. I'm I'm seeking employment. <laughs> always always keep you in mind. All right. Uh what do you think we get out of here, guys? What? I said, what do you guys think about us ending it here? Oh, yeah, sounds good. I thought you were asking what we got out of the episode. I'm like, I don't know, bro. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I need you to recap. <laughs> what did you learn? <laughs> well, right on, Everett. Thanks for coming on, dude. Yes, sir. Always a pleasure. Good luck with uh, Clumsy Bears. I'll I'll be checking in probably on Wednesday when I come back to life. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe we can do a little race recap. I would love that. I would love Talk that. A business. Yes. Yeah. Have a great race, dude. Thank you for coming. It was a uh, good talk. Well, Appreciate it. I'll be thinking about you boys out there. Right on, man. Right on. That reminds me, like, sometimes when I'm running, I I think about, like, shit that Everett's told me or Chris. And I think of, uh, I have to, like, kind of, on the long runs at least, go into, like, some zones. And I think of uh, what Luca told me. You know, Luca's the one with the, that had the record for the longest distance covered on a treadmill in 24 hours. And what he did was, he put a red dot on the on a piece of paper in the on the wall in front of him and just would stare at that red dot. <laughs> and 
And so sometimes if I'm running and I'm like hurting, I'll just like find something way in the distance to just stare off, stare off at and just go into a zone. Yeah, I, I've, I developed a new trick actually recently after reading David Goggins' second book. I read it in like three days. It was awesome. Y'all should check it out. But this one's been super helpful for me. I learned it from there. Um, when when things are getting hard and you're thinking about quitting and kind of that devil, that voice of the devil creeps in, mm-hmm. uh, what I do is I picture myself in the mirror making the excuses that I'm telling myself why I should stop and why I should slow down. And then I get so pissed off at that person. I think it's <laughs> such a little bitch that I get so mad that it just makes me like have so much more energy because you literally think about yourself in the mirror making those excuses. And I hate those people that just sit there and make <laughs> excuses about why they can't do something. And then that is me in that moment. Uh. And then it's like, screw that. Screw that kid. You're being a bitch. Let's go. Let's go. I like it. I like it. All right, that's enough for today. I'm getting too. <laughs> I'm getting too excited. Before you're, the hyped. Race. you're hyped. Yeah, yeah. Get that. Get that blood pressure down. Heart rate down. Uh, okay, Misha, you got anything for us before we? No, let's wrap it up, and uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow, same time. Same time tomorrow. Yep. I will not be here. Okay, <laughs> you'll be out there <laughs> swimming. We'll think about you over too. You know, we'll 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 send you like good wishes. Yep, I'm Thanks, excited, to see the, excited to see the updates. Yes, sir. All right. My name is Katrin. This has been the Bear Cave with co-host Misha and our guest Everett. Um, yeah. Peace out. Peace out, guys. Oh, shout out to all the listeners. Thanks for listening, everybody. Live and on the recorded. Appreciate you guys. These these faces that I keep seeing in here every day, we we gotta we gotta throw you a clumsy bear or something. I mean, you guys are what make this this thing happen. So we appreciate you guys so much. Peace out.